ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. There are fresh warnings that healthcare markets in the bush are failing with businesses losing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year as they battle to keep providing just basic services. Advocates want the federal government to work on a new national plan for regional health. They're also asking for deeper changes to the way rural health is funded. Susie Teagan is the CEO of the Rural Health Alliance and our guest. Welcome to the program, Susie. Good morning, Patricia. You've handed your pre-budget pitch to the federal government. It's sort of the season for people to put forward their ideas. And you argue there's a $6.5 billion funding gap for rural health. What, what does that mean on the ground? What are the services that aren't being provided? Well, there are 7,200,000 people living in rural and remote Australia. So they make up 30% of the population and they're receiving much less healthcare services than they are, people are in the city. And, you know, it has to stop um, because that population actually brings in a very large chunk of our Australian income, you know, that everyone deserves but also everyone benefits from. So, um, you know, rural, remote and regional Australia bring in two-thirds of Australia's export income that 30% bring in 50% of Australia's tourism income. They put 90% of Australia's food on the table. And yet we think it's okay that they don't have the same access to healthcare that everyone else does. And of course, it results in people in rural, remote and regional Australia dying earlier, being sicker, And, you know, it's about time that we stop that. We know it and so we have to do something about it. And you want to see a fundamental change to how funding is delivered. What's wrong with that funding model and what what does the one you propose look like? Well, the first thing is is there is a massive underspend in um, areas like healthcare access, so that's Medicare access, in terms of funding for uh, people that are ageing in terms of Indigenous people receiving the health services that they require. And everything costs more money in rural Australia um, because it's the tyranny of distance. That's the cost of delivery is being higher. So the first thing is, is that Um, You know, there have been many, many reviews and reforms and inquiries. We're tired of inquiries and reforms and reviews. We just need to do something. And one of those areas is um, we cannot expect rural doctors and rural um, allied health professionals that access Medicare um, for support of patients to be told that they have to bulk bill. Bulk billing, if you look at the legislation, was never meant to pay for a whole of service. We need to provide support, place-based support for those regions where um, Medicare alone does not work because the numbers are just not there. Um, So the economy of scale is not there. The service delivery model is different in rural than it is, for example, in Bondi Junction or in um, somewhere like um, Turak. You just don't have the referral systems. You have to travel much further. Um, And so Medicare needs to be different. There needs to be some ability to be able to block fund communities 
where um, so that they don't have to travel as far. Um, you know, this federal government has um, spent quite a bit of money on innovation funding, but the access to that funding doesn't work in many of those communities. And so it needs to change. So, so under this government, Mark Butler, the health minister, says that rural and regional Victoria, for instance, are some of the biggest winners from the government strengthening Medicare reforms because it's really led to a boost in bulk billing. Are those reforms helping? Have they shifted the dial on rural health? Well, exactly. So you just mentioned rural health, but you also mentioned regional. So there's a big difference between Geelong, which is only an hour away from Melbourne and you have alternative services to, for example, if you're looking up northern part of Victoria, where you have to travel many distances. Um, If you're referring your patient to uh, a specialist, they have to travel kilometres. It's costly. They have to leave their home. So, no, it's not making a major difference. And those rural communities are having to scrimp and save. They're having to raise money through fundraising to actually pay for services to keep them in local communities. And local government are having to use rates, um, which are actually there for roads and services like picking up rubbish um, and using it to keep or um, recruit doctors. Why should Bairnsdale or Omeo have to fight um, for extra money when they actually are owed extra money and extra support in the first place. So the solutions that we're looking for is firstly, we need a national rural health strategy because without a strategy, you're not going to measure or have a benchmark. It's similar to what you're trying to do with closing the gap with that for Aboriginal people, um, which by the way, is not improving either. Um, So that's the first thing. And, you know, 60% of um, Aboriginal people live in rural, remote and regional Australia. So we actually need something for rural, remote and regional Australia, not just outside of capital cities. And is there any evidence that you're being listened to by this government? Uh, Oh, that's a difficult question. (laughs) Um, Look, we're waiting for a a meeting with uh, Minister Butler Um, It hasn't been forthcoming yet. Um, And uh, we've also put a proposal forward for this budget where we're saying you're spending money on um, innovative models of care and yet rural communities are not hearing about it. We are saying we need a hub where communities can share the learning, can share um, the findings so that they can learn from other communities and see what... um, you know, what innovative ways of delivery actually makes a difference. But at the moment, rural communities are suffering and they're having to fundraise in addition to paying their taxes, in addition to, you know, earning the money through their economic contribution and in addition to the Medicare levy that they're paying, they're having to raise extra funding themselves Um, to get extra services. It's not equitable and anyone in the city would balk at it and say, we're no longer going to do this. But you know what? The votes aren't out there. The votes are not in rural, remote and regional Australia because there aren't enough politicians living out there. And so those communities 
should no longer have to fight for something that all Australians should enjoy. And um, so, you know, anything mm. you can do, Patricia, to raise the profile will be very happy because all solutions should be place-based. They should not be a model that works in the city because it does not work in the country. Susie, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Susie Tegan is the CEO of the Rural Health Alliance. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.